and uh, when I was going back over this morning this lesson and I pulled up that message and reviewed it a little bit and I thought man this is almost right down the line and uh, I know there's been evangelists accused of having the same message with just a different title and uh, I've been accused of that I've been guilty of that and uh, but this morning going to the book of Jonah and I used this talking about a hellish situation a lot of times that we can get ourselves into how many's ever got yourself in a mess how many's ever got God on your trail hallelujah one preacher preached about the hounds of Elijah and the prophet said those same hounds that licked Naboth's blood they're going to lick your blood and there was some repentance there for a time there was to delay in time but those hounds of Elijah was on the trail of Ahab and sometimes we used to hunt a lot when I was younger and it'd be a cold trail they'd call it and I've seen those hounds work that trail for hours I have finally when they usually in that when it ends like that it's not in a it's not in a tree if it's in a tree it's in a den a hole a cave and the race is over but those hounds will relentlessly stay on that track for hours I've come home in the wee hours of the morning and just about sometimes in time brother Daryl Jones to go to work and swear I'm not doing this tomorrow night I'm going to get some sleep so I can work and then come home go out and feed the dogs they would be put jerking on that leash and it wouldn't be very long about a little after after dusk we'd be out in the woods again and to get the same thing and just to get on an old long trail and uh, uh, but as relentless as those hounds were they stayed on the trail and uh, the hounds of Elijah it may have been a few years down the road but uh, you know it seemed like oh, Ahab could have just looked up and heard those hounds in the distance baying uh, it was coming and uh a lot of times it's easy even in that situation there uh, with him and Jezebel and the, and the way they carried on would have been so easy to say he got what he deserved. He got what was coming. And we'll see that here in this story uh, that we're about to read that the Bible portrays here about Jonah. And I'm glad today that we serve a God of second chances. Amen. And this is not a new title. I've heard this preached all over in different ways, but we do serve a God of second chances. Hallelujah. And uh, I'm thankful that God gives us second chances. If we God didn't give us second chances, I, Brother Samson wouldn't be standing here today. I have had warning after warning and trouble after trouble, Brother Zach, that brought me to the house of God. If you're here, I think Brother Caleb preached about it a little bit the other day. Some, uh, you know, the pearl of great price and finding that uh, the reward is just the same 
even though maybe God had to get your attentions through some uh, kind of punishment like we'll read here uh, today. Maybe, maybe some of you just walked in here and just felt the presence of God and said, man, I want to live for God. I want what God's got for me. I like what I feel. And you get the reward is the same as Brother Caleb preached. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm thankful today that I, uh, I found it but I had to come to it a little bit, maybe like uh, Jonah. Even though Jonah was a prophet, Jonah was called of God. And I told many times about the calling, uh, many times that uh, Brother Marvin Sampson, Brother Mike Couch, different ones would call me out and say, you've got a calling on your life and God's got a work for you to do. And uh, I just wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. It just wasn't really what I had in mind. And I even made this statement, uh, Brother Nathan Sampson, if, if I'm not willing, God wants willing workers and I'm not will, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. It's not what I've got in mind for life. And, uh, uh, but we forget a lot of times, Brother Hal, how God can get our attention and how God can make us willing. Hallelujah. You may not be willing today, but when God gets through with you, you will be a willing servant. You will be a willing worker. You'll be willing to live for God. Hallelujah. We start out with this there's only, I think, five chapters in Jonah. I think a total of maybe 48 uh, verses and just a little over a thousand some words uh, uh, in this chapter. But there is so much meaning. There is so much direction that you can take from the book of Jonah. And it's in the, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, it said, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city. Now God is calling it a great city. And it, but here in a little while, we will read about the wickedness, the cruelty of this chapter and of this city uh, that's going on. God's calling it a great city. But he's also telling his, his prophet to go and to cry against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. Hallelujah. The wickedness of this city was kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah. You can be seated. Thank you for the read, standing and respect and honor of the reading of the word of God. But he said, Nineveh was that great city. Cry against it. Their wickedness has come up before me. And uh, even with... Sodom and Gomorrah, we see a, a bartering, a, a pleading before God. Uh, we see a, a, a man of God that was a, a man of God standing before God and just, just begging and say, if I can find 10, and it just comes right on down. If we can just find, you know, one righteous person, and uh, uh, would, you, would you spare it? And uh, uh, thank God for men of God in the, in, in the apostolic movement that will go and plead for the souls of men and plead for, uh, even though maybe it seems like they're so wicked that they deserve destruction. And we see the, even with all the bartering and that was going 
going on and, and uh, uh, the man of God standing before and just coming again before God again and again just to save a few righteous. Thankful, thank God that somewhere in our life that we had a man of God, we had a mom, we had a dad, we had a grandma, we had a grandpa that would stand before God and, and, and just relentlessly as I was talking about just keep bringing us uh, uh, before God and I see people today that God uh, uh, he, he, he deals with them and his spirit is strives with them and even though they're not ready uh, uh, to live for God they got a lot of things uh, in their life that they don't want to give up and I've seen uh, a lot of you in this church uh, as God brought you to as you came to God uh, and you begin to grow in Christ you may not have looked uh, uh, apostolic or churchy uh, uh, if you want to put it that way in the beginning uh, uh, but God began to work on your heart God began uh, to work on your life and slowly uh, but surely I've seen you uh, begin to give up things uh, that meant a lot to you uh, uh, maybe customs maybe uh, uh, different things that you just kept holding on to uh, but the more that you desired of God uh, and the more that you wanted God to work in your heart uh, and in your life uh, I've noticed the change uh, that you just begin to give up things uh, to get closer to God uh, God if that's what it takes uh, that's what I'll do uh, I want your favor uh, I want your blessing in my life uh, and all of a sudden we want God more uh, than what we want this world uh, and first thing you know you've given up God begins to bless uh, that peace that passes understanding uh, begins to work in your heart and in your mind uh, and man you fall in love with God uh, oh I'm telling you something uh, uh, in one uh, by, uh, by chapter in one Bible reading we've talked about as they took him, uh, the Bible said, let's go to the other side. And the Bible said uh, they took him uh, even as he was uh, into the ship. Uh, I want to tell you something. Uh, a lot of times we come to God uh, and we want to come to God uh, on, our, on our specifications. Uh, we want God to work it like we want, want it worked. And uh, uh, we, we're not willing to really take God uh, as he is uh, because if we take God uh, as he is uh, we slowly become like God is uh, when we take him uh, on those grounds and slowly uh, we begin to change uh, into take on the attributes of Christ uh, when we take him on board uh, as he is. Uh, oh God I, I want to be like you. I want my ways uh, to be your ways uh, and as we draw closer to God. Brother Tony, we realize uh, that our ways uh, are not God's ways. Uh, so if we take him uh, as he is uh, into our life uh, and we don't try to change Christ, uh, we don't try to change the godly attributes uh, to fit the desires uh, of this flesh, uh, we take him as he is uh, and then we become to be, begin to become Christ-like. Their wickedness has come up before me, but they're a great city, 
I'm glad that one day, Brother Winkler, God looked at me in my carnality, my, my slowfulness, my ungodliness. Carnality, I guess we could say carnality because uh, if you've got a carnal mind, you take on all of these attributes and that's the way that Kelly Sampson was growing up. Uh, that's the way that I was when Brother Tony Walters uh, was invited to the church and he said, where are you going? Uh, we're going down there to Brother Sampson's. Uh, oh, he remembered that carnality. Uh, he remembered that Kelly Sampson growing up and he said, oh, no, I'm not going there. I knew that guy when I was growing up. Well, I'm thankful that I took, finally took God into my life and I begin to change and I begin to become like him as he is. Sometimes we need to take God at face value and say, okay, God, who are you like Apostle Paul said and what do you want me to do? I'm telling you something. One minute he was persecuting, but when God revealed himself, he knew who he was. What is it, God, that you want me to do? Reveal yourself to me. I'm thankful that one day I let God become the God of my life. Not the God of Brother Triplett, not the God of my father-in-law, not the God of, of my daddy, not the God of my mother, but Brother Zach Codrick, uh, he became my God. And I created a personal relationship with my God. And I ain't serving him because I don't want to displease my father or my mother. I'm serving him because I love him. I'm not serving him because I don't don't want to go to hell. I'm serving God because I fell in love with God, the ways of God, and the attributes of God. Oh, I'm telling you something. What is a Christian? A Christian is Christ-like. Just be like Christ. What is that? Well, let's find some of his attributes here. Jonah is fixing to discover what God really is. I'm thankful today for the opportunity that God gives us a second chance. He rose up to flee to Tarshish. I think it was about 500 miles if I remember any of the Bible history correctly, but Tarshish where he was fleeing to was 2,000 miles the other direction. Sometime we're, 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 we're 1,000 miles from where God really wants us and God his, in his mercy and his, and his grace, he, 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 he gives us that second chance. He allows us to uh, uh, maybe to go in our wayward uh, uh, way that we go in our, our, our state of rebellion of, or, or uh, just being a prodigal, whatever you want to call it or term it today. Uh, uh, but God is just waiting for us. He's a gentleman. He doesn't force uh, himself on us, but he does. Uh, I have a message in, in my library uh, about, you know, God makes himself uh, available. I'm telling you something uh, and we can read in the different times that there was needs uh, in people's 
life. God did not force himself on the woman with the issue of blood. He did not force himself at the pool of Salah when he told the man to go wash his uh, go wash in the pool of Salam. He did not force himself. He had to make the decision. Do I want to go through the trouble? Do I want to go through all the effort that it's going to take? Do I really want my sight? Oh, and no telling what he went through. He wasn't just next to the pool. The woman with the issue of blood, she wasn't in reaching distance of Jesus Christ, but he made himself available. Oh man, I'm tearing up a good message today, but I'm telling you something. Jesus Christ is in this place today. I feel his spirit. He's making himself available to you today. And all you've got to do is come out of the press, put forth some effort, make up your mind. I'm going to get in the presence of God. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment today and lop through your faith. Your life will be made different. Well, I just need God to visit me. No, you got this word of God right here. You want to hear from God, you just get this book out and start reading. You'll start hearing from God. Just find you somewhere where they preach truth and preach the Bible and you'll hear from God. Don't wait and think God's just going to come right in, sit down in your lap and begin to talk to you. But he's good. he will make himself available. And Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish for the presence of the Lord. Went down to Joppa. He found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare. A lot of times we do what we want to do. We act like we want to act. We go where we want to go. But I want to tell you something. You're going to pay the price of wherever you go. God's going to get your attention sooner or later. God's going to make himself available to you. Uh, I don't feel like anybody here this morning. Uh, it's just here by chance. Uh, uh, you may have came here for a dedication, uh, uh, but God had a plan in that this morning. Uh, God will make himself available. Uh, and the Lord sent a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest uh, in the sea, so the ship was like uh, to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man uh, unto his God uh, and cast forth the wares uh, that were in the ship of the sea. You may be here this morning. Uh, you may be living your own life. You may be doing uh, your own thing. Uh, you may be serving uh, your own God. You may be serving uh, uh, this flesh uh, and the desires of this flesh. Uh, but let me tell you something sooner or later. Uh, there's going to be a tempest. Uh, there's going to be a storm. Uh, there's going to be a little situation, Brother Jordan, uh, that comes into your life and it's going to get your attention. Oh, you may be like the disciples in the ship. You've toiled. You've fished all night. You've done what this flesh was called to do. You think you're doing good. But in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the storm, they look up and here comes Jesus Christ. He said he would have passed them by. All he was doing was making him 
himself by the co-hedge path available to somebody that was in trouble. He was going to pass them by. God's not going to come and jerk you out of the pew this morning, but he will make himself available in this place today. It, well, I've been there before. Brother How, he's a God of second chances. And all things work together for the good. Jonah's called. Jonah's a Kelly Sampson. Kelly Sampson is rejecting the call of God. I've got other things I want to do. I don't want to do this. I'm not willing to do this. Things are smooth sailing. Things are going good. Coming from a little weekend camping trip, coming down the road, and all of a sudden I, I hit traffic, and traffic is backed up uh, uh, from uh, from both sides of the skating rink, plumb down uh, uh, down under the underpass, and on out uh, uh, toward Walmart, and traffic is backed up. Me and my friends, uh, uh, brother. Josiah's dad, we'd been camping, we was coming in on a Saturday afternoon for church, uh, traffic's backed up, and man, they said, what, uh, what's going on? And uh, I don't know, I, I, and I, I think it's probably an accident, uh, is the only thing that I, I know that would back this traffic up. Uh, uh, I made mention to my wife, oh God, I hope it's somebody uh, uh, that I don't, that we don't know. I, and I'm just telling you my personal, uh, a little bit of my personal testimony uh, this morning. Now Jonah's in a ship. Uh, he's having a maritime uh, disastrous experience uh, or near disastrous experience. Uh, my storm is coming from a different uh, angle and we're driving down the road and uh, uh, we just keep Keep easing up and easing up, and finally uh, we get to where we can see what's going on. Uh, uh, I look over and I see the car uh, uh, that it is, and uh, it's my sister-in-law, and uh, she's been babysitting our three-month-old daughter. Uh, oh, I'm telling you something: the tempest uh, is fixing to get a little topsy-turvy uh, uh, for Brother Sampson. Things uh, are fixing to change uh, for Brother Sampson. God is fixing to get my attention. I almost get my wife by the vehicle. I guess she's kind of in denial and doesn't realize. And all of a sudden, one of the first responders picked her purse up that was there and set it on the hood of the car. She didn't recognize the carnage. She didn't recognize the car, but she recognized the purse. All of a sudden, I'm looking over at my wife and she's becoming hysterical. Oh, God, I'm telling you something today. How many times have we been caught up in a storm? And how many people is affected in our lives by our loved ones, by the storm that we're in, by our disobedience? Is there going to come a day that you're going to say, I wish I would have done different. I wish I would have got the favor of God when God made himself available on that Sunday morning. I wished I would have changed. But through the hardness of the heart. I don't want to preach. 
Where would we all be this morning if I hadn't obeyed the word of the Lord? But this storm is not only for my disobedience and my rebellion. Sister Simmons, now I've got a wife that's suffering from my storm. We've got a crew on a ship that's about to go down. Because of somebody else's disobedience and their suffering in your storm. Not only is my family suffering, Brother Darrell Groover loses his wife and his six year old daughter on her sixth birthday, is tragically, violently taken out of this life. And I'm sitting there hard hearted. Oh, I'm going to church. Probably as faithful to church as anybody. Not saying Jonah was a disobedient prophet. God was just calling him to do something that he didn't want to do because he didn't feel like those people were worthy. God's wanting to make himself available. Here I am, son. All you got to do is follow me. Kelly, all you got to do is pick up that word of God. Start studying that word of God. Start preaching to others. Share my grace. Share my mercy. And I've refused to do this. And now I got friends. I got family that's suffering In Jonah's storm. I remember going to the hospital and walking in. I already knew that my sister-in-law was gone. They rushed little six-year-old Charlotte to the hospital. And when we walked in, they come out. They had texts shaking their head. Doctors said, She's gone. We lost her. And I'm getting that news. My family's getting that news. But they're having to talk loud above the cries and the screams that's coming from the ER of a three-month-old baby. It's got possible brain damage broken femur in a body cast for three months. I remember walking to the end of the hall in that hospital. Carnal, prideful Kelly Sampson. And all of a sudden I don't care anymore. I just don't care anymore. And I walk to the end of that hall, Brother Winkler, and I remember standing down here at Selma, Selma Memorial then, walking to the end of that hall with both hands in the air at the end of the hallway in front of God and everybody, raising my hands and saying, God, I'll preach your word.
If you just touch my baby, I'll preach a word. And if you'll touch her, I'll preach it without fear and without favor. Sometimes, Brother Samson, you're so plain. Sometimes you're, you seem so hard. You seem so blunt and you demand so much. But when I walk to this pulpit, I don't have a mother. I don't have a wife. I don't have a son. I don't have a daughter. I preach the word of God without fear, without favor because of the suffering that everybody else had to go through because of my storm and its last left a lasting impression. Oh, I'm telling you something in my mind of the storm that I went through. And Jonah said, look, I'm a Hebrew uh, that fears God. You just take me uh, and you throw me over. Before it's over, uh, uh, he's thrown in uh, to the, into the, the raging tempest. Uh, but the crewmen, all the other crewmen, they're not calling uh, on their gods. Uh, they're calling on Jonah's God. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, there's a great fish that comes. Uh, you're sitting here this morning. I know what you're thinking. Uh, you're thinking that this great fish that come up, uh, that was the judgments of God uh, on Jonah. No, that wasn't the judgments of God. That was the provisions uh, of God because if God hadn't uh, prepared a way of his escape uh, somewhere, there would be some uh, uh, deteriorated decomposed remains uh, in the bottom of an ocean somewhere. Uh, but that great fish, God prepared it. Uh, I'm telling you something today day. Did God prepare you a place of safety? God's prepared you a way out. God's prepared a way to keep you out of the pits of hell. You don't have to go through a storm today. You don't have to go through a tempest today. All you've got to do is call on the name of the Lord this morning and be saved. Brother Samson, I've rejected God so many times. I have failed so many times. Jonah was, Jonah was taken to the depths, to the bottom of the mountain, to the deepest depth. You may be here today feeling I'm as low as I could ever get. I didn't think I'd ever be in the state or the condition or the situation that I'm in today. But I'm telling you something. He'll make a way for your escape. He'll make himself available. In the middle of your storm, you can look up and God's going to be available. You may have to call to him. You may have to get his attention. You may be like Kelly Sampson in the end of the hall at Cell Memorial Hospital. God, if you just help me, I'll serve you. I'll preach without fear, without favor. He got my attention. Chapter 3, verse 1. And the word came unto Jonah the second time. Go to Nineveh. 
second chance, Jonah. Here's your second chance. You just been through the storm. What scripture describes it? The belly of hell. Don't wait till you have to go through hell. Don't wait till the weeds and the slime of life. The Bible said the weeds was wrapped around his head. Slime and misery. Sin will take you farther than you wanted to go. Look at the prodigal. All the wealth that he has. He's spent it all. He's in a hog pen now. He's not at the Hilton anymore. He's not eating at the Longhorn Steakhouse anymore. He's brought down to the lowest pit. And the Bible said he was on the verge of just filling himself. But somewhere, Brother Cameron, through all the teaching that he got in life, I'm going to go back to my father's house and just just be a servant. They got more than I got just being a servant. And the Bible said he came back home and God restored him. That's the kind of God that we serve. He's waiting on you. He's wanting you. You're going through a storm, but God's wanting your attention. God's pleading with you. Here I am. Here I am. Seek me while I can be found. Call upon me while I'm near. He went. And then off times we see when one of the greatest revivals, I don't know why he could be so dissatisfied. 120,000 souls Revival. Every one of them repented. But if we're not careful, we become dissatisfied because of God's mercy on somebody else. Well, you preach like you preach this morning, but... I'm not mad at God this morning. He just, he just got my attention. And you know what I'm doing this morning? I'm sharing the grace of God and the mercy of God with you so you don't have to go through what Kelly went through. You don't have to go through what Jonah went through. You don't have to be struck down like Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. You understand that he's near. You understand he's making himself available. Oh, God, help us on so many times. They got what they deserve. I had an experience with that statement that changed my life forever when I was going through the biggest storm in my life and people that I thought were my friends. Some made the statement, Kelly and Kathy getting exactly what they deserve. 
they needed to be brought down. And I thought, oh God, all I did was love them. All I, all I did was be a friend. All, all I did was, I, I thought we were close friends, but now I'm getting what they wanted me to get all the time. I'm getting what I deserve. I needed to be brought down. Well, you know what? Really, it was the truth. Kelly Sampson needed to be brought down. Kelly Sampson needed for God to get his attention. And through a storm, Brother Caleb, he got my attention. Oh, help me today if I would stand here and put hell and damnation on everybody that don't love truth, don't want to come to church, come and get up and walk out. Oh, my goodness, help me to preach mercy. Help me to preach grace. Help me to have the 120,000 soul mentality. Help the congregation, God, to realize you're trying to get somebody's attention this morning to share their grace. It's a celebration of joy when somebody comes home while they come to the music this morning. I feel like I need to quit. I feel like I need to give somebody an opportunity for a second chance in this place this morning. God is making himself available. God's calling. Come unto me all that you're weary and heavy laden. Don't wait till you're in the storm. Don't wait till trouble comes. Don't wait till you're in distress. Oh, call him while he's near. Seek him while he may be found this morning. Come on, sing something this morning. These altars are open this morning. Brother Samson, I want to avoid the storm. <laughs> 